I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is The Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way but it wasn't always easy. And I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from Timeless Principles and today's cutting-edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by the Market Authority Academy, and a big welcome to this week's newest members. We have Kelly, Stacy, and Andrew. Big welcome to the Academy, and I am so pumped to celebrate all the successes that are sure to follow. Okay, so if you're listening to this episode, I'm just going to level with you. This week, I was super excited to go onto YouTube Live and share my story. I wanted to share how Bryce and I got into real estate and a bit of our experiences to getting into real estate in those early days and kind of break down that first year for you. I think that it's just a really great way to share how we got to where we are um, and have a, a real truthful look at the beginning. So I went on to YouTube Live and I was just rapping about this stuff for like 30, 40 minutes. And I got done with the recording and my intention was to pull the audio from that and post it here as the podcast today. And when I was listening back to it, the audio was so bad. It was like crackly and poppy and it was just not the quality that I wanted to present to you here on the Market Authority Show. And I'm telling you this because I'm still messing up every day. I fail every single day, even when I'm trying so hard to do things the way that I want to do them. And so I'm just going to scrap that and I'm showing up here for you now and I'm going to retell the story for you here on the Market Authority Show. I'm always wanting to keep it real. You know, this is this is tough stuff for any real estate agent or any entrepreneur or any content creator. So I just want you to know that I miss I mess up all the time and I'm going to be truthful about it <laughs> and share with you the ins and outs of that process as well. I mean, if I'm going to be real and authentic and share my story, I may as well share the bad stuff too, right? So today on the show, I really wanted to take you on a closer look of that first year in real estate and kind of share our story on how we got into real estate, why we did it. And I pulled my audience in the stories on Instagram um, to see what questions you might have about that journey. And so I have a couple of those questions that I'm going to answer here as well. Um, I remember when we got into real estate, we were doing a lot of Googling, a lot of looking on YouTube, just trying to get an idea of what to expect. Um, So I figured 
I would share a little bit of my journey from our perspective. Um, and hopefully this helps you too. If you're early on in the process of becoming a real estate agent, or, you know, if you're just looking for some inspiration along your own journey. So I hope that this serves you well. So Bryce and I met back in 2011 in corporate finance. It was the bottom of the market still, right? The economy was like barely, barely beginning to recover. And he and I felt super lucky to have been able to get awesome jobs in the finance sector. Um, And I say awesome loosely, like it was an entry-level finance position (laughs) back in 2011, so it was only so good. But, you know, it provided us that quote-unquote safety and security that everybody said meant success, especially after a global recession and financial meltdown, practically. So we had both been hired by a financial institution around the same time, which is how we met. And I was pretty young, and I'm just going to lay it all out there. I was 18 when I began my finance career, and I just kind of lucked into this really great position that did a lot of things for me. I learned a lot and I was able to really take those lessons from corporate America that have honestly shaped me as a professional to who I am today. Um, But, you know, we were just plugging away and, and we met and became friends and, you know, things continued to progress. And by 2014, we were full on dating and having a lot of fun together. But around that time, things also started to change for us professionally. Um, Things at my job just were not feeling right. I just began really questioning a lot of the things that I had been told up until that point of what success actually meant. And Bryce did too. And we really began looking at our future and trying to determine what our where our relationship was going and trying to figure out what it was that we wanted from a life together. And I kept hitting these obstacles and these ceilings in my financial career. And a lot of it was, I'm looking back now, related to the fact that I was young and inexperienced. And a lot of things were keeping me from progressing to where I would have liked to have as quickly as I would have liked to have. And what it really came down to was I came to the realization that as long as we were in corporate America, somebody else was going to determine what our time was worth and what our skills were valued at. And that just did not sit well with me. And so in 2014, Bryce and I decided to start looking for other opportunities together. We really wanted to start a business. We wanted to do something different. We just didn't know what it was going to look like. So we were listening to podcasts and, you know, kind of just researching other options, reading books, and Bryce's grandfather around this time had passed away. And so Bryce was going through some of his things and found a real estate textbook. His his grandpa was a real estate agent for a long time. And that just clicked something in Bryce's brain. And Bryce was like, you know what, I think this is something that I want to do. So Bryce enrolled in night classes for the real estate licensing uh, course at a local community college and began doing classes three nights a week after work, um, after his, you know, actual work day. So he was going home after he got off of work and then he would do his class from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And after that first 
class, he came home that evening and he was like, hey, we should do this together. Like, would you want to do real estate with me? And he did not have to convince me. I was like, yeah, sure. I don't even care what it means. We'll do it. Because at this point, I was like crying every day on my way into work. I was just miserable at my job. I had a really difficult role in in the fraud department at the financial institution I was working at at the time. So I was confronted with just constant human misery. Like I was having conversations with our clients on their worst days where they were stolen from or they you know their their finances were basically hijacked through identity theft and it was just it was never a good situation it was never a good happy feeling when i left the office so i was like totally on board the moment bryce invited me um on this little journey with him and and that's all it took so i enrolled in the classes too by this time this was the fall in 2014 and by christmas we had act, we had gotten our license, we chose our brokers, and we decided that we were going to take a couple of days until the new year and start on January 1st, 2015, um, and activate our licenses there. If you don't know, Bryce is a numbers guy, and he's a little OCD about that kind of stuff, and so he loved the idea of just starting fresh in the new year with a new journey, and I was like, that sounds great to me. And so on the 1st, We woke up that day um, feeling a little wink tired from the night before and the festivities of the holiday, and we woke up to a text from his past co-worker. It was just a friend of his, um, and she had been watching a neighborhood that she knew that she wanted to live in, and she knew Bryce had become a real estate agent and left his job. At this point, we had both totally quit our nine-to-fives quit our salaries, quit everything just to start anew. And so she reached out to him saying, hey, this new house, um, I know it's a holiday, it's New Year's Day, but this house just listed. Would you be able to get me in it? I want to take a look at it. I'm really interested in this home. And Bryce is like, sure. And at this point, like we had not even activated our licenses. So we're trying to get up, get ourselves ready. We call our broker and ask them to quickly activate our licenses so that we could go out and and show this home. We had literally no idea what we were doing. We did not even have lockbox access yet at this point. We just hadn't gotten that far. And so the listing agent had to meet us at the house to let us in for the showing. And it was fine. You know, like we felt completely awkward, but we were just exhilarated. We were super excited. And we get, her name is Kim, we get our client Kim in there, they love the house, and they decide that they want to write an offer. And talk about a whirlwind moment, we were like, wow, okay, this is happening. This is great, real estate is so easy. <laughs> oh my god, the, the naivete. And so we are trying to like fumble our way through the offer docs and we end up having our broker on the phone with us, God bless him, until like 10 o'clock that night, just combing through the offer, making sure it was done as properly as possible. And and that's how our career started. We, we ended up closing on that deal 30 days later, um, had some bumps along the road because we had no idea what we were doing, of course. But since then, we just did not look back and we just kept going. And we did not have any idea how to generate business. Like we understood that it was on us. We weren't under any false pretenses that like, oh, the team or the broker or whatever. Like we weren't on a team at that point, but 
we we knew that no one was going to give us the leads and the clients. And it's not like they're going to show up and give us houses to sell. Like we understood that. And so immediately we just got scrappy. We were going to networking events. We were doing open houses. Um, we had ended up picking up a listing about a month into um, that first year from a networking event from an investor. And we just, we seriously held open houses like every day. We were touching base with our, our database and trying to get in touch with our network. But at that time, we genuinely only had like 40 people in our SOI that we could add to our database. Um, so we, we really didn't have any connections to help us grow our business and get things going. So we just had to grassroots scrap it. Um, the other big thing was like a lot of agents get into the business and are told that they have to like cold call and door knock and do all this crazy stuff. And that was absolutely not something that I was going to do because from my mind, like we had left the quote unquote safety and security of corporate America, like knowing that you're going to get a check every two weeks, knowing that you have benefits and a 401k with a healthy match, like all this stuff. No way was I going to leave all of that to freaking cold call. Like I, it just sounded awful. And honestly, I'm a very non-confrontational person and I have a lot of call hesitancy as it was because I'm a classic millennial. And so I just did not, I couldn't stomach some of these more, um, these more traditional forms of prospecting, honestly, because I was a big wuss and we were trying to find other ways to generate business. And at the time, we were seeing social media really ramp up like crazy. And we had some friends who were pretty successful business owners in the photography industry. And, you know, I was on Instagram all the time anyways, as it was, and I could just see these other people growing their audiences and creating really profitable businesses on social media. And so I thought, why couldn't we do that? And so right away, we got, I didn't know what I was doing, but we began just posting a lot of stuff on Facebook and Instagram and just trying to stay consistent and hoping for the best. And by the end of that year, after that first 12 months, full 12 months in real estate, we ended up closing 11 transactions, which was not as much as we thought that we would have done. But looking back, it was just hard. It was an uphill climb for us. And so I'm really proud of those results. And with that, we had also generated about six figures in revenue, which completely replaced both of our salaries at our corporate finance jobs that we had left, which was really cool because, you know, we still had a mortgage to pay. We were living together at the time. Uh, we had car payments. We had dogs that needed dog food. <laughs> you know, We travel a lot. So we had a lifestyle to maintain. So I'm really proud that in 12 months, we were able to generate those results by just scrapping. But the problem was we didn't have any rhyme or reason behind it. And looking back now, we were really kind of relying on luck. Like we were just hoping that we were, you know, as we were throwing all the spaghetti at the wall, we were just hoping that a couple noodles would stick. And it got us enough to get by. But during that first year, we had worked seven days a week you know how it is, no days off, working hard, even on the little like weekend trips we took or um, little vacations that we took that first year, like we were still working on our laptops the entire time. And I just, I just thought that there had to be more. And I was looking around at these other, you know, people in the industry. 
And that stat of, you know, 87% of agents fail within the first couple of years just kept coursing through my brain. I just kept thinking of it. And I was, I couldn't understand why. Because, you know, we were doing what we were doing and getting deals and we had, you know, commission every month or so. And so I didn't understand where like that disconnect was. And eventually I realized that it was because a lot of real estate agents don't have the resources or the know-how to build the systems to create consistent revenue that can sustain them long enough to weather any shifts in the market or slow periods and just really focus on serving clients. And I also realized that not a lot of real estate agents that we were speaking to had like consistent methods of prospecting. They weren't doing any one thing really well. They were just kind of like jumping from thing to thing. And so after that first year, um, during this time, we also started flipping homes. Uh, It was one of Bryce's big goals that he wanted to flip his first home that first year that we got into real estate. And luckily, we had earned enough revenue in um, in that first year to be able to buy our first flip. It was a two-bedroom, two-bathroom condo, (laughs) this cute little thing um, that we flipped within that same year. And we wanted to continue doing that. But the more we were adding to our plates, the more we realized like we have to make sure that we're doing the right things and that we're doing the things that we need to do to keep pushing that needle in our business. So after that first year going into 2016, we realized that there were some things that needed to change. And we really got serious about understanding our lead sources and putting those systems in place there to begin generating those leads consistently. And one big core part of that was social media, because as I mentioned, like we didn't have the network, we didn't have any great connections who were just going to like feed us deals. You know, we've had friends get into the real estate industry who are just backed with like awesome investor connections or, you know, family that can just connect them with everybody. And they had just a built-in network of business. That was not us. We had to build everything from the ground up. So I was like, well, social media can probably help us do this if we use it like a networking tool and if we do the right things. And so from that point on, we went all in on social media and a couple of other forms of prospecting. And now you see what we have today right? We've been awarded 40 under 40 in our uh, market multiple times, both of us. Um, I was 2019 Emerging Realtor of the Year, which was super cool. And we've been able to grow our business exponentially since that first year. And we're so grateful for that. Like there's literally not a day that goes by that Bryce and I aren't like, wow, this is really cool. We're super happy to have been able to get to this point. You know, I I think back on that first year and one of those things that I think of all the time was how afraid and overwhelmed we were. It was exhilarating because it was something new and we were like really doing it, you know, but there was always that fear of like, where is that next commission coming from? Where is the next client coming from? And we still get that way sometimes. Today, we'll we'll get into this rut and we're like, where is the business coming from? And then now we know to snap ourselves out of it by looking at the metrics. As long as we're doing the things that we need to do and we're monitoring our numbers, we can forecast where our business is going to come pretty accurately. But back then, we hadn't developed those skills yet. And I remember, you know, when I had when I had quit my job, when I put in my two week notice, I called my brother 
and my brother and I are pretty close and, you know, he's awesome and he's only ever wanted what's great for me. But when I called him and told him that I had left my finance job for an industry that I had no experience in, he was silent on the other end of the phone call. I think I had said something like, Matt, guess what? I put in my two week notice, just silence. And I was like, it's a good thing. I'm really excited. Isn't that cool? And his only response was, well, I hope it's a good thing. And just, I could feel the uncertainty from his voice on the other end of the line. So I was running that in the back of my head through that entire year. And I still think about that moment all the time. Because not it's not so much that I wanted to like prove the haters wrong, but I just understood that we took a risk and we had to own that choice. And so from that moment, we just worked so super hard. So that's a pretty vulnerable and deep look at our first year. Um, I'm, I look back at that first year and I have a lot of compassion for who we were as real estate agents back then. And I'm really proud of how far that we've come. And I'm so grateful for all the opportunities that we had along the way. Um, when I polled my audience on Instagram, I had a couple of questions. And one of them was, one: what was one thing that I wish that we knew getting into real estate? And I think one thing that I really wish that I knew was how difficult every deal was going to be in those early days. It was so difficult to get opportunities back then because it was a different market from what it is today. There's a lot of new real estate agents in the market who don't know what it was like back in 2015, 2016. It was a buyer's market. Listings were extraordinarily like they were out there and they would sit on the market for like 90 days or more. And (laughs) buyers would want to go look at like 12 homes um, on every single Saturday. Like, you know how it is. It was just really taxing. And it was really difficult to to get commitments from people for a long time for us. Um, We had plenty of situations where, you know, we thought we had a great client, everything was good. And then they would walk into an open house and buy without us. And one, one situation in particular that I remember, I think it was the first time this happened to me, or one of the most impactful times, at least, it was this woman who was trying to buy a new home in an age-restricted community. And we happen to know the community pretty well, so we were helping her. I can't remember how she found us. I think that she found us online. And we're, we're trying to help her get into this home, and we find this awesome listing for her, and she's super excited about it. So we write up the contract documents and meet with her at a Starbucks to get everything signed. But her husband needs to sign it too, who's not in town. So we had to fax these documents to him to get them signed because like they're, you know, they're not really people who were going to use DocuSign, we'll just say. It had to be like wedding signature. (laughs) And so we're like waiting for these documents to get faxed. I'm like, beep, boop, boop, trying to figure out what a fax machine even is. I'm like 23 at the time. I have no idea what this like ancient technology is. (laughs) And she's, and and I'm trying to like coordinate with this this buyer client, the the wife, trying to see like, hey, did your husband get those documents? When are we gonna get those signatures? And she basically falls off the face of the earth for the rest of the day. 
And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, I need to get this submitted. I want to get this offer in. Like, I want this deal. I don't hear from her until the following day where I finally get her on the phone. And immediately she launches into this like really fast spoken kind of defensive story about how she walked into an open house, liked that one better, didn't want to make me mad that she had changed her mind. So she just wrote an offer with the agent right there in the home during the open house. And I was courteous and, you know, did what you do in that situation and just, you know, wished her well. But I got off the phone and immediately started crying. And I was honestly really worried. Like, I I felt like a failure. I knew that I had failed. I didn't get the commitment. I didn't get the offer. I didn't get the deal. And I was really afraid that I was going to let Bryce down and myself down. And I'm hearing those words from my brother in the back of my head. And it was just a really impactful moment. And then... In the middle of that anguish, and I, and it is anguish because you know what that feels like if you've been in that situation. It's never fun. It's a gut check for sure. But in the middle of that anguish, I had this like moment of clarity where I realized it was all my fault. It was all my fault because I hadn't set the expectation with her. I hadn't educated her on what it would mean if that situation were to happen, if she found something else that she liked better and wrote an offer with somebody else. Like, she didn't have a problem with me getting a commission. And most consumers in that situation, they're not trying to screw you out of a commission. They're just trying to do what's easy. They're trying to find the best solution to the problem that they have in that moment. They're just not thinking about the way it works because they don't know how people get paid in this industry. They don't know, you know, maybe they do, but most people don't really think about the fact that they are taking food off of somebody's table in that situation. And I didn't get the commitment, right? I didn't get the buyer broker agreement signed with her. Bryce and I were just really still kind of not confident to get those done. We weren't having our clients signing those. And I had this moment of realization where, well, it was definitely my fault. And there was a lot of things that I could have done to prevent this. And if I want to continue growing, and if I want to be in this business from five years from now, then I need to figure these things out. And that was when Bryce and I really started to do work on setting expectations, like learning how to communicate with clients in that way, but also establishing our value. Because it it occurred to me that something that real estate agents are just generally kind of poor at is establishing their value proposition and helping their clients understand what we do beyond just opening a door and putting a sign in the yard. And once we figured that out, once we figured out how to create that brand story that resonated with our, not only our database, not only the people that we met in open houses or other lead sources, but on social media, when we learned how to execute that, that's when our business changed. So that's a really long winded answer to what we wish we knew. (laughs) I think that we wish that we knew how to establish that credibility and that trust right up front and do it in a way to where we would take some of the struggle out of getting committed clients because that was the hardest thing for us. And and that kind of leads me to the next question that I got on my Instagram stories, which was what was the biggest struggle? And it was just really learning to overcome that and learning to gain the confidence. And it really all changed when we understood like what the audience was that we were trying to get in front of like what niche of clientele were we trying to work with and who was it going to be that 
was going to be the highest likelihood of converting and the easiest leads to generate, right? Like once we did that work of identifying that ideal client, then we were able to really create that story of who we were, who we served, and why we are so uniquely positioned to helping those individuals. Once we dialed all that in, everything changed in our business. That's when we went from like salespeople chasing opportunities to business people generating consistent revenue in our business. And that's how we went from six figures, like, you know, $100,000 that year to $250,000 to $350,000 and beyond. Like, that's how things really changed for us. It was really kind of fun to watch. Um, and, And I had another couple of questions that I wanted to touch on. And one of them was, what was your worst day and your best day? We have plenty of worse days, right? Like, we had plenty of bad days. And I think that that one was probably one of them, that situation that I just mentioned. Um, but I definitely know the best day. And, you know, anytime we had a closing, it was something that we always celebrated. But one of the most memorable moments in our business was when things started working. And it was not in that first year, but it was a couple of years later in 2017. So Bryce and I got engaged in 2016. We got married in the spring of 2017 and went on this like unbelievable honeymoon in June. Like we went all out. And if you didn't know, Bryce and I don't have a ton of family. Um, We don't have a lot of support in terms of like that. Um, But when it came to our wedding, we were on the hook for everything. Like we had to plan the whole thing ourselves, pay for the whole thing ourselves. Like no one was stepping in to help for that. Like, you know how they say like the bride's family pays for the wedding? Like that was not happening. And I won't go into details about why, but like we were basically on our own. So because of that, we're like, fine, we're going to throw the most baller wedding for ourselves. We're going to have an amazing party with the people that we love. And then we're going to go on a kick-ass honeymoon, sorry, in in the summer and just really live it up. And we did that. We went on this like unbelievable 10 plus day honeymoon um, in the this island called Grenada. It's like in the South Caribbean, basically like off the coast of South America. And on that honeymoon, our systems were so dialed in that we had been able to like close multiple homes like during that time frame and we had even been able to put one deal in escrow and close it while we were on our honeymoon and it basically paid for the entire trip and that was one of those moments where I was like okay this is what systems mean this is what working on the business means this is what it does for you it gives you that freedom and flexibility that you get into the business for like that was a transformative moment for me and it it wasn't necessarily just the satisfaction of having gotten a commission or the satisfaction of being abroad in a really luxurious place it was the satisfaction of knowing that we had worked really hard for years up until that point and we had started to see things turn we had begun to see the fruit of our labor You know, by that time, we had been in the business for about two and a half years. And when you work that hard and you start to see those results, you gain a confidence and a clarity and like almost a peace, like an inner peace in yourself that says you can do this. And and that was a really unbelievable moment. You know, it's kind of like how 2020 was for us. 2020 was a really just 
rock out year for us. Um, and I, I hate saying that to be totally frank, because I'm so painfully aware of the fact that this is not the case for everybody. I know through, especially through the Market Authority Academy, the agents that I've mentored and worked with, not all of them came to me because they were crushing it in 2020. They came to me because they were hurting and they needed help. And that's just within the real estate industry, not to mention all the other, you know, industries that actually got hammered during the events of 2020. So for us to have done as well as we did, it was just unbelievably meaningful to us and we were super grateful. But where this really came to a point is, you know, we had our first son in May of 2020. And when we were pregnant, we were pretty confident in our ability to can keep things running the way that it needed to. But because we had put our systems in place and we had things so dialed in and we were generating leads, like high quality, easy to convert leads so consistently up until that point, we were able to continue to close just about a house a week in 2020 during taking a three month maternity leave and during lockdown. Like we, I can't even believe how grateful I am Looking back, those are moments that I will cherish for a lifetime. I don't think I would have been able to get that in corporate America, and I definitely would not have been able to get that time with with my newborn son if I hadn't taken the time and made the sacrifices to build the business that we have today. And so those are the things that I think of when I think of what are those like ultimate highs and ultimate lows. And I'm so glad that we chose to take those lows and the lessons that we learned in that first year and second year and beyond and and allow them to shape and pivot the way that we were growing our business over time because that's how we got to where we are today. And so that's what I have for you. I know that I just rambled on. I hope that you enjoyed this story. And I, that's really why I started the Market Authority Academy. Um I started the Market Authority Academy because that first year was so hard and it didn't have to be, right? Like it's not like some big secret on how to be successful in real estate. There is a plan that works for all real estate agents. I mean, most of them at least. And so the Market Authority Academy is that culmination of almost seven years of work that I've packaged up to teach real estate agents how to build in that freedom and flexibility in their own lives. So if you want to talk further about that, there are details on how you can book a time with me to chat about what that might look like for you um, in the Market Authority Academy and how we might be able to get you a little bite of that freedom and flexibility that I know you probably got into the business for as well. But regardless, I want to thank you for taking the time to hang out with me today and listen to a little bit of my story. And if you have questions or if you want to hear more on this topic, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Bryce and Stephanie. And I look forward to chatting with you more there. Until next time, my friend, keep on crushing it. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or 
Apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.